Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. In today's episode, we're joined by Karina Cortez, Chief People Officer at Cornerstone, a world-renowned talent management system and software company. Karina brings more than 20 years of global HR and people operations experience and has a deep passion for learning and development and taking an innovative approach to addressing the business needs and challenges of today's workforce. Prior to joining Cornerstone, Karina served in a number of key leadership roles for some of today's most distinguished brands, including her last stop as Chief People Officer at Glassdoor, where she was responsible for leading the company's people functions. She's also held HR leadership positions at Ellie Mae, Walmart e-commerce, PayPal, and Visa. Karina joined Cornerstone as their Chief People Officer in 2022, and she is now responsible for leading the global HR teams and overseeing all of Cornerstone's strategic HR functions. As an HR leader, Karina is dedicated to building a work environment that inspires individual growth and collective success. We brought Karina on today to really help us have a discussion about how HR leaders can empower women through internal career development. So let's get Karina introduced here. First off, Karina, welcome to the HR Works Podcast, and thanks for coming on. Hey, Josh, thanks so much. Appreciate that lovely introduction and, and so happy to spend some time today talking about women and career pathing. Well, it's great to have you on. I'm excited to jump into a conversation here. But before we get started, let's learn a bit more about you. So why HR? How did you find your passion for people operations and really what led you to pursuing a career in human resources? Absolutely. So I think I'm one of the rare individuals who actually knew they wanted to go into HR and I say that because a lot of people fall into HR. They, they take different career journeys, which is great, and have gone through different functions and finally found their love of the, the HR organization. However, when I was going to college, I had to declare a major. And so I went business management. I thought that was pretty broad and I'd figure out what I wanted to do. And as soon as I took my first course in human resources management, I knew this is what I, I really enjoyed doing. Uh, so this was back in the 90s, and I happened to have a professor who came from the corporate world and really brought that experience into the classroom for us. And it was right at that time when there was a transformation going on in the HR function where it wasn't so much the compliance administrative tactical, but really pivoting to be much more thoughtful about strategic HR. And I say that now as I'm thinking back on that. I don't know that I knew that then, but it really married that love for me of wanting to help leaders become better leaders is what I found I like to do, as well as using data to tell a story. And so for my first role that I took out, out of college in human resources, I um, started out as basically a receptionist. Um, I had gotten my first job through my dad's co-worker's wife. Um, so one of those, those awesome networking stories and uh, worked at what was called the HR help desk um, at Visa. Did a lot of my growing up um, at Visa, which was a wonderful company to do that at. Ultimately, as you said, I actually uh, went to PayPal, did a lot of different types of roles there as well, and then uh, you know grew on and grew up and uh, am here now at Cornerstone today as the Chief People Officer, which is awesome. I love that. And thank you for sharing that story, Karina, of really how you found that passion for HR. As you stated too, so many, or at least a good number of the members of the HR community that I've had the chance to speak with it seems to have found them. You really found HR early on, which is great. And that's a great way and a great story to share with, with our audience here of just so many of the different ways that you can find yourself into a career in HR and starting as an intern and working your way up through to where you're again now Chief People Officer at Cornerstone. That's a great story. 
yeah, it was really fun. It's fun to talk about at parties. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great to talk about on a podcast, but we're having this conversation now at the end of March and it being Women's History Month. We're focused on this conversation that we've been seeing around the great breakup and women in the workforce, where we're trying to build internal development for so many women in the workforce, just growing within organizations. So let's get started there. What's the biggest challenge facing women in the workforce in 2023? Yeah, I've been thinking about, you know, this question of, of what is that biggest challenge facing women? And one of the things that keeps resonating in my head is that we can't treat women or any group as a monolith. That everyone is unique and, the, and they are individuals. And so for me, it's nothing beats having the one-on-one conversation with someone to really understand what's happening to them. I think we have seen information and data, many of us in the, in the HR field in particular, that with the pandemic, you know, women have taken on more um, of the household duties than that they have previously. And so when you think about that, it's, you know, what are they having to do at home? What's competing for their time? Where are they spending time? Um, for a lot of women, it meant that they were backing out of the workforce to take care of these things. And when I say that, I just want to be very cautious that it's not just mothers. It's not uh, just partners who have children. It is really women across the board here. And with that said, it's being mindful of getting to know the individuals in your organization, whatever gender they may identify with. And understanding what drives them, what are they passionate about, how can they grow their careers. And the big part of this too is that longer gone are the days where individuals are staying at an organization for their entire career. And so with that, organizations and HR teams in particular really need to change their mindset around what are we doing with the talent while they're here with us? You know, how can we give them a great career journey? What are the opportunities that we need to provide for them? And that's what, you know, most people are looking for is, hey, intrinsically, what is this doing for me? This is probably one stop of many along my career journey. And how can this organization meet my needs and how can I help them meet theirs as well? Yeah, I love that. Again, that's creating this opportunity, this relationship between the employee and the employers of making the most of the time you've got together to help grow the individuals and lead them to the most amount of success possible in the time you've got with them to where it's mutually beneficial. And that's a great way to look at the relationship, the employee-employer relationship. And again, looking for opportunities to really help support female representation of a workforce is a great way just to again create those great learning opportunities, those opportunities for advancement. So why are HR leaders in a great position right now to help promote female representation and development opportunities within their organization? Absolutely. I think the HR leaders are in a very unique position to help in a lot of ways. One is looking at pay gap studies. Um, A lot of organizations do this on an annual basis. We do this at Cornerstone as well. And looking at, are you paying equitably across your organization? And I'm, I'm really happy to say that we have done this study within Cornerstone and we have found that we don't have a pay gap, which is awesome. Uh, because as you know, again, it's Women's History Month. Uh, just earlier this month, we passed what is called Equal Pay Day, which is typically the date in which women start earning equal to men from that 84 cents to the dollar that a male earns. And so really being mindful of that, look at your pay gaps and then put in practices in place to help that. Also creating advancement opportunities for individuals as well, making sure that there is representation of decision-making moments for women in these more senior positions in an organization. And so Are you doing a great job of looking at where does your pipeline break as an HR leader in terms of having women in more and more senior levels in the organization? And then also, um, a lot of work goes unrecognized by women in the the workplace. 
myself, I can speak as, as someone who identifies as a woman, is I have a hard time talking about the accomplishment of myself, but ask me to talk about what's happened with my team or a peer or a colleague. I'm happy to talk about that. And so how can we leverage women to help amplify those voices of other women in the organization or any other represented group for that matter? And I think that ultimately it's just being able, like we are today, Josh, is having this conversation, being very open about it um, for women um, you know, like myself and others to talk about their own experiences opens up the dialogue and can really help. Um, and these are all ways that HR leaders and just leaders in general can help, you know, bridging this gap that we're seeing with women. Yeah, I love that perspective, that idea of just being open and honest and talking about some of the challenges and some of the wins, celebrating the wins. As you mentioned, sometimes it's hard and uncomfortable to celebrate those wins, but encouraging that that opportunity to, again, talk about the success you found as well as the struggles uh, can really help everyone downstream who may look to you as an example or somebody they can relate to and then feel that community with and, again, feel empowered internally from that to feel like it's not just me who's maybe having these challenges right. or who's excited and wants to celebrate the victories too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one thing we've looked at more recently and even just recently covered in another podcast episode on HR Works is the great breakup and this massive shift that we saw predominantly with women in the workforce, leaving C-suite and leadership positions, something that we saw in workforce trends in post-COVID 2021, 2022. What resources can organizations and their HR teams provide to specifically support women in leadership and C-suite roles across organizations? Definitely. I, I think a big thing here is that women are actually increasingly interested in career development opportunities. And we have done a study with Cornerstone, a global talent mobility study. And in that, I found this really interesting statistic in that it showed that women were roughly 33% more likely than men to say that they would like to explore projects and opportunities that would help them learn new or different skills. So putting that lens on of an HR practitioner, an HR leader in an organization or a leader in general in an organization, what could we do to help amplify show, explain, you know, exhibit, here are the things that, um, here are the opportunities that we have and the skills that are required to do them. And then looking even more broadly at the same report, it also showed us that 73% of workers today want to know about career opportunities within their organization. And so I know a lot of organizations, um, us included, we have internal job board, we have an external job board. How are you using that for your internal employees and helping them to see what opportunities are available to them? And as I was mentioning before, again, people aren't staying uh, at an organization for their entire career, but if you can show them the opportunities that are available internally, they're actually more likely to stay um, because they have a, a career adventure that they can take internally. And along with that, it is really interesting to me, too, that um, employees that don't have visibility into career opportunities are nearly three more, three times more likely to say that they wouldn't be interested in other jobs at the company. So I think just having those available to employees to look at gives them an, an, an indication to stay. And if you take, again, this lens of women in particular, what a great, great um, asset to harness and, and give them leverage into looking at that and getting them really engaged to stay with your organization. Um, so this is a great way to continue to build that leadership pipeline um, and keep individuals interested in, and engaged in your own organization. Yeah. 
that is great. So what are some ways for managers and team leaders to really help support and create those opportunities for talent mobility within their organizations? And it's not just looking at women in leadership, but across the board to really help promote that talent mobility in teams in 2023. What are some effective methods? Right. I think that there's three key areas that I, I'll, I'll talk about. One is mentorship and amplification, which we've touched on briefly, uh, personalized career paths, and then also just intentional hiring and development strategies. And so to take the first one of mentorship and amplification, we've touched on this a little bit already, but it's really not uncommon to see a lack of sponsors for women across the organization. And along with women's conditioned hesitation to spotlight their own personal wins, as I was mentioning before, this is a really, really uh, dangerous combination. And so in many ways, it's really incumbent upon us as you know, fellow women in the workplace or HR leaders, um, male counterparts as well, just to proactively seek out those opportunities to amplify power and better equip women across our organizations. This is something, Josh, as simple as being in a meeting and a woman states an idea and someone talks over them or takes credit for that idea. And just for someone else in that room to go ahead and redirect back to say, hey, you know, I actually think Karina brought that point up earlier. And, you know, isn't that a great suggestion? Let's not lose sight of that. Things like that are very, very simple and easy to do in the moment. The second area was career pathing. And for this, just the first step in establishing stronger career development opportunities Uh, again, for women, but across the board, is understanding exactly what they want and what they need. And this spans across the type of opportunities that they're seeking, the platforms and tools that they're utilizing to explore those options, and then the support needed from managers to get there. Um, So with this, it's just really good to have that one-on-one communication. As I mentioned at the outset, women are not a monolith. Everyone's different and they have unique needs. So having that one-on-one conversation with your direct reports um, with the, you know, your employees and your organization is, is super helpful. And then just having available what are those opportunities so people can actually go out and see them. Um, you know, there's oftentimes hesitation to go to a direct manager to have the conversation of I want to look for another role. But if you're providing a platform that can show what those opportunities are, it's all the much more meaningful. Yeah, it's being vocal. It's, again, just creating awareness, I think, can be such a win for managers across the board to really talk about and advocate for the opportunities that exist within an organization beyond just the direct roles. Again, that's that idea of talent hoarding that can be such a challenge, even inadvertently with teams. You may not even be aware that you're doing it as managers, as team leaders, but having that awareness and really thinking and keeping that in mind that, again, you're, you're really looking to grow the employee experience. And let's talk about those opportunities that may be a good fit. Absolutely. And um, one of the things that I I say to people when that talent hoarding tends to rear its ugly head is wouldn't you rather the individual stay with the company than go to a competitor or walk out the door with all the knowledge that they have? And um, one of the things that I have looked at previously was um, a net uh, promoter score, if you will, in that how, how many individuals within one organization moved into another part of the organization And of course, this takes a lot of instrumentation in order to be able to do that. But what a great story to talk about individuals on your team who had some sort of career aspiration and moved into another role. Um, And, you know, as I was mentioning earlier, sometimes individuals are afraid to talk to their direct manager. So giving them served up like on some sort of platform, whether that's an internal job site or what have you, can be super helpful. And um, our study that we were talking about earlier, more than half of employees um, half of employers rather require workers to check with their manager before pursuing internal opportunities. 
And so perhaps systemically here, there's something that we can change in order to, is that really necessary? Why, why were we asking to do that? Um, again, if the intent is to have people stay at the organization versus working for a, you know one particular manager or one particular team, we've got to look at the holistic um, system of policies and procedures and processes that we have in place and make changes where warranted. Well, and that's just showing to the employees an investment in their careers too, beyond just what they're doing in their day-to-day that directly serves the organization, but how are you helping build their careers long-term? And I think when you can create that environment, you're going to get so much back out of the employees as well, just in terms of investment and commitment, and again, feeling really appreciated and seen. Absolutely, for sure. That's great. So in this current era where, look, it's a more challenging time for hiring, some organizations have unfortunately had to go through layoffs. Other are pausing Mm -hmm. their hiring entirely. Um, But it's a great opportunity for HR teams and leaders to really reassess their approach to strategic development and especially helping to grow, as we're talking about women in the workplace, that next class of women leaders in the workforce. So where's a great place for organizations to start and really be intentional about developing that next class of women leaders within an organization? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that we've done here at Cornerstone is we've created a gig program in that these are short-term projects where a person can go and explore a different area. And so, again, it might not be something that's directly in your field of expertise or experience, but maybe you're interested in growing a certain skill set. And so we've leveraged our internal platform um, and, and created this gig site where managers come to us, they tell us what they need, we post it, and individuals can go there and, and start looking for other types of opportunities. Um, also, just being clear about what are the different kind of career paths people can take. Um, I think we're now all aware as HR practitioners, it's not just this upward mobility people are seeking, but what is available across the board. And so having that visibility into what does different types of career pathing look like can be super eye-opening for individuals to, to really understand and then see what their, their career paths could be. And I think another great way that people, organizations can, can do this as well is having people talk about their own experiences. As you look across organizations, look who's there, who has gotten you know, into different roles, who has taken an, a new career adventure. We have a person within my team who was in the, the HR organization doing a particular role and recently moved into our sales organization. That, that skill set was compatible and it really is serving her well in this new opportunity. And so, you know, I think there's lots of opportunities that, uh, like this as you look across your organization and how can you create forums for people to have the conversation, talk about this, share their experiences uh, to know that there's just not one way to grow your career and career growth and career development looks different for everyone, whether that's a promotion, lateral moves, maybe sometimes it's stepping back for a while uh, to, to do something completely different and just being open to that. Yeah, that, that's excellent. That mindset that it's not a vertical path up, that you can really look horizontally and, and have opportunities to grow your career in different directions beyond just the track you're in. But having those conversations and exposure to other people's experiences and what they've done and followed their path can be so helpful too, as you're looking to carve your own and understand that, hey, there's other opportunities. Just because I'm in this one role, I don't just have to keep growing in a vertical direction. I can follow other passions along the way to keep growing my career. And that is still career development. That's what's so important and great to drive home. And now's a great opportunity for organizations to emphasize that in a time when, again, hiring is in a different place. It's either frozen or, again, has been cut back. And now is a great opportunity to reassess and reinvigorate your team with that mindset. A hundred percent. 
So Karina, speaking with you as a woman in leadership in a prominent C-suite role, what advice can you give to your peers and other women seeking opportunities to grow both in HR, but just as leaders in organizations? Absolutely. One one of the biggest things for me that I, I talk about when asked this question is, do the thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. If, if you're feeling comfortable, I personally believe you're not growing, you're not learning. And so take the opportunity to take on that challenge and make sure you have a support system around you. So don't be reckless about it, but, but be very thoughtful. And so an antidote I have around that is when I was much more junior in my career, I had really great uh, managers and mentors in an organization that I was at, and they highlighted that I needed to move into a different role. Um, I was going down one career path, and they said, we'd actually like for you to go lead a learning and organization development team, which I thought was just absolutely out of this world because one, I'd never managed people before. Secondly, it was a global role. I had no global experience. And thirdly, I was in a steeped SME in learning and organization development. And I knew most of the individuals in that field had PhDs and just were very theoretical. And that was not me. It still is not me to this day. Um, However, having the support of the leadership on that, my mentors, making sure that they were helping to fortify me, pushed me. I was uncomfortable for quite some time in there. At the end of the day, I ended up spending about four to five years in this role. So as you can imagine, I ultimately really ended up enjoying it. But again, doing that thing that made me feel uncomfortable, I feel really propelled my own career. Had I not taken on that opportunity, I don't know that I would be here today, quite frankly, because it gave me a different set of experiences that I otherwise wouldn't have had. And so along with that, it's like being open for those out of your comfort zone things and being a little bit thoughtful, of course, about what your own career path is. You know, I think it's great to have in mind where you want to get to or what experience you might want to have. And that way you can be deliberate about how you get those experiences, but be open to having something else come up along the way as well. And thinking, how can this actually help me get to my end result and making sure that you're being thoughtful about that as you're, you're exploring opportunities or something might come your, your way as well. And so with that, it's like just really saying yes a lot to different things, helping yourself feel uncomfortable. And the reason I say this, especially for women is There is a lot of research out there that when looking at a new role or a new job opportunity or even a project role, women will look at that and want to check off every single box of every single thing that's required and won't apply until probably about like 90% of that is fortified. Whereas to their counterpart on the male side of the house, they'll get to about 50 or 60% and say, yeah, I'm qualified and they're actually applying for those positions. So I think it's just be bold, take the opportunity, take the chance, even if you don't have 100%. Strive for 50 and see what happens. The worst that they can say is no. Yeah. I love the message there of take a chance on yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, be confident that what you don't know, you can learn. As we're all really learning and developing along the way. What I really love that stuck out too was that it also takes leaders and mentors to take a chance on your employees as well. And I think that should really empower anyone listening who, who is a manager. Uh, take a chance on your people too and put them in opportunities where they may struggle, but they can also succeed and learn and grow from that too. And there's a lot of opportunity in leading people and leading teams to really craft their careers and set them on a unique career defining path. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely helped me. And so to the extent it helps someone else, I I love it. It's a great way to pay it forward. Now, Karina, as Chief People Officer with Cornerstone, let's talk about Cornerstone a bit more. So what makes Cornerstone's culture and employee experience unique, especially in efforts to really create an environment of talent mobility and encourage development? 
Sure. One of, one of the things that drew me to Cornerstone is is our mission. And really, our mission is to help people be their most extraordinary, both inside and outside of work and be a force for good in the world. And so for me, it really aligned with who I am personally. And so to be at a company that is an HR tech and I'm an HR practitioner with this as a mission, it was like, OK, awesome. Like this is this is fabulous. And so really, we want to make work a place that works for everyone, whether it's in our company or actually, you know, empowering other organizations to do the same. We know that oftentimes our job as business leaders is to listen more than we speak. And so to encourage feedback, we need to digest the information we're given and prioritize our decision based upon those needs. And so a lot of that is going out, having those conversations, listening to people, understanding what they want. Um, We've just completed our engagement survey, for instance, have a lot of verbatim comments that I'm currently going through, but that's the way that we can actually help our people and understand how we can help them to be their most extraordinary as well. And I think another great thing at, at Cornerstone is just creating that culture of inclusivity where people from diverse backgrounds really feel that they're confident to share their ideas and that they feel valued for their contributions and and can really realize their full potential. And so again, when thinking back and and kind of looping back to the beginning here is in order to help people be their most extraordinary, you've got to understand that person on an individual basis. And so making assumptions, you know, treating any group, um, whatever that may be as a monolith, I think that's a dangerous trap to get into You know, I have kids of my own and I know earlier in my career, people made an assumption that I didn't want to travel because I had young kids. Well, what they didn't know is that my husband is a stay at home parent and he was with my kids. And so it was very easy for me to travel. And once that conversation started happening, it opened up a whole new dialogue. And so, again, I just really get to understand people, understand them one on one. And that can help people be their most extraordinary. I love that. Know your people, know them as individuals, and that's the best way that you can really help. Everyone is by getting to know each one individually mm-hmm. and learning what's best for your group and for your team from that. That's some great advice and a great way that makes Cornerstone's culture really unique. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. So with that being said, is there anything else that you have going on at Cornerstone or personally that you're excited about that you'd like to share with our audience here? Yeah, I'm really excited about um, this transformation work we're doing for our function here, um, the people organization at Cornerstone. And we've had a lot of change as an organization over the past couple of years. Uh, We were a public company. We're now a private company. We've done quite a few acquisitions. And so with that, you know, our function needs to change to meet the needs of the organization. Um, We're also doing a lot of work aligned with that of what is our culture now? And so um, looking at our employee value proposition, uh, digging deep on that, and that's going to touch every aspect, (laughs) as you can imagine, of anything that touches the talent within our organization. Um, We're also doing a lot of work, as many organizations are, around social impact. Um, So looking at diversity, equity, inclusion, ESG, environmental, social and governance, And then also, you know, what can we be doing? We have a great foundation that we have internally. How can we amplify that a little bit more? Uh, What are the additional things that we can do? How can we get our employees feeling connected with what our Cornerstone Foundation is doing in the organization? I mean, those are just a few things, but just a really great time to be at this company. Um, A lot of opportunity for individuals to get their fingerprints all over a variety of different work that I'm really excited about. Absolutely. That is exciting. And for anyone that's interested in learning more about Cornerstone, do we have a website we can send them to to learn more? Oh, absolutely. Um, So folks can go to cornerstoneondemand.com, learn a lot more about our organization there. And then also we have our full talent mobility study that I kept referencing today as well. And you can download that report and you can visit csod.com 
csod.info slash read report. Um, so again, that's csod.info slash read report to learn more about that. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Karina. For anyone who's interested in learning even more about that talent mobility study, we actually had a great conversation with Mike Bollinger, also of Cornerstone, a few episodes back. I highly encourage checking that one out as Mike and I really dig into the details of that study. Thank you for sharing that one, Karina. So again, we're here with Karina Cortez, Chief People Officer at Cornerstone. Karina, what's something you've learned about yourself over the past year that you think has made you a better leader? We were talking so much about creating leadership development opportunities and career development. What's something you've learned over the last year? Yeah, I'm going to stretch that a little bit further back. But I think, you know, the past few years um, in particular, the biggest thing that I have learned is that I need to unlearn a lot. And um, as someone who has spent 20 some odd years in human resources, the way that things were done has certainly changed from the way that we're doing them today. And so for me, that means just being open, much more open than the normal. Listen, understand what's really going on. Just because something has been done a certain way for a while, let's question it. Um, let's you know try to, to figure out what's the best path forward for the organization that I'm sitting with today, what is needed from our employees and a bigger piece of that for me is just systemically, what are things that we can change to help make people feel you know, that they can be their most extraordinary at work and make the world a better place? Yeah, embrace some of that unknown as well that you'd advocated for earlier. That's great. And what's something that you're excited about in the world of HR right now? Again, as a leader in the HR space, as a chief people officer with Cornerstone, what are you excited about for HR right now? Yeah, I really think that this focus on helping employees understand, you know, what that opportunity is for them within an organization and not being so mired in strict career pathing as we might have been previously is is going to be great. I think we're going to see this fungibility of skills across a myriad of different types of opportunities within an organization. It's going to keep people super engaged. I think it's going to propel innovation in the workplace. And so I'm really excited to see how this whole marketplace concept opens up opportunities, not just for employees, but for organizations and the types of things that they'll be able to do differently moving forward. That's a great one to look forward to. Now, we had a great conversation about your career path and growth to start off this episode. But tell us, as you've been growing in your career along the way, has there been a piece of advice that you've leaned on that's really been instrumental and helped guide you through that you could pass along to our audience of human resources professionals, pay it forward in a sense? What's something that you've leaned on? Yes, absolutely. It was said a different way, but I think a person I look up to greatly who is Dolly Parton (laughs) said it best is find out who you are and do it on purpose. And the reason I say that is when I was more junior in my career, and I think a lot of us go through this, is feel like you have to be a certain way. And for me being in human resources, I felt like I had to have a certain aura about myself and do things in a certain way, very, you know, compliance driven, doing things by the rules, making sure that I was very polished all the time. And I had a pretty breakthrough experience at a leadership development opportunity I had where people said, be yourself. You know, when you're actually being yourself, there's a whole different person that comes out. You're easily, more easily approachable you know what you're talking about. You have the credibility, like kind of let that loose. And so um, with that said, that mantra from uh, Miss Dolly Parton really resonates with me of find out who you are and do it on purpose. I think it's really helped me become successful in my career as well. That's so good. Yeah, that's just all about authenticity. I love that. Thank you for sharing that, Karina. So again, we're here with Karina Cortez, Chief People Officer at Cornerstone. Karina, before we let you go, this is the question I like to wrap up with, with all of our guests. And it's all about motivation. So you wake up in the morning and your feet hit the floor. What is the first thing that gets you motivated to start your day? 
Uh, just knowing I have the opportunity to help people be their most extraordinary. I, I know it might sound a little tongue in cheek, but I think that the work I do as a professional in human resources is really helping people to become the best self that they can be, their best authentic self. And I am always excited to figure out how can I do this today? How am I going to make a difference? I love it. Great way to get started. So again, Karina Cortez, Chief People Officer at Cornerstone, thank you so much for joining the HR Works podcast, sharing a great conversation about empowering women through internal career development, but more so just being authentic and creating that authentic experience for your employees as HR leaders in such a great time to be in human resources. So Karina, again, thank you for the time. Great speaking with you. I hope we can keep the conversation going. And thanks again. All right. Thanks so much, Josh. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.